Y'all be really wilding on Twitter. I just saw what they just said, 5015 becoming the new arena theater. I, I guess that's I mean they got they got you know what I'm saying. You know what? I don't see the problem. Like I, I get the joke, but it's also like God, that's the performance. You're like you want to see artists that I feel like in hip hop is the only place hip hop and R and B where they'd be like, oh, such and such is too old to listen to. And I'd be like, I wouldn't say black people because you don't get that in the blues. You don't get that in jazz. You don't get that in like with other art forms, age usually leads to progression. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's like, yo, Carlos Santana needs to stop dropping music. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. So you should expect, and I would expect it with something like hip hop, where we're talking about putting together words I would expect as the years go by and the more experience you get, the better you're probably going to get at it. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm talking about the word parts. Now, look, there's nothing to get along with the fact that there's no getting around the fact that as you get older, you're going to lose touch with the audience, the younger audience, you're not going to pop culture. In. Yeah, pop yeah, culture. you're not going to be clicking in with the pop culture like it is. But there does need to be a lane for people that are like, "Yo, this isn't necessarily cutting edge pop culture." This is, just, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to call it smooth jazz. I don't want to call it contemporary no. rap. I just want to be like, "Yo, it's 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 rap." I would say something that a lot of people. Do. I'll, I'll be honest with you, hey dog. Griselda making contemporary rap, and I love it. Love the, new, the, new kid, the little kids ain't like, yo, I, I like put on that West Side Gun. Yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah. I am. I'm like, yo, put that. I'm, push it to you as well, because I'm sorry. The kids ain't like, yo, that's why there was like that difference when the kids is like, dog, Drake got. Any kid I was talking to, it was like literally an age gap. Who won between Drake and Pusha T? If you said Drake most of the time, I'm going to say nine times out of ten, you were younger. If you yeah. said Pusha T, yeah, yeah. you were older. Yeah, I think both sides was right. I was definitely like, yo, Pusha T got it. I'm sorry. The Drake, anybody arguing with us younger was like, nah, man, ain't nobody trying to hear all that. And I was like, you're right. They not trying to hear that, and they don't have to. That's true, man. That's just how it works. <laughs> like, that is how it goes. That, uh, that is how it goes. That's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. That is how it goes for the most part. Like you say, you know, you do, sometimes you lose touch and, and you know, I, I, I agree with you because there's rappers that, I mean, we got to listen to a lot of rappers just because, but like. And you know what? I don't, I don't even want to say lose touch. I want it because at a certain point, you shouldn't maintain touch. No, that's the thing. At a certain point, it's like, God, I don't want to hear, I like. Well, we it's talk not about artists. You know over. where I'm going with this. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It, no, everybody else I've heard, but once again, I'll say it again. KRS-One, stop, bro. Okay. Okay. Stop. You, you, you proved your point. It is yeah. like it is literally a book I don't want to read. If KRS-One has another song about the origin of hip hop, I'm going to scream. Every I would say this. I will say this. 
watch your forefathers. You got to <laughs> see hip hop. It was born it's in the Brooklyn. Like, like, right, I, I said, I know it was. I was like, God, y'all accomplished it when y'all said hip hop started out in the park. We got it. <laughs> we under we understand. But you know, hey man, look, I used to be like, yeah, they need to stop. But then on the other flip side is, man, maybe not, because like you, you see people arguing. Hip hop, I think, is we we talking about 1980s, so we're 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 in the 40th year, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think people really recognize like it don't take long to change over. Like there used to be a point when there were like no white rappers, like none, and then there was some. Eminem, and then there and then they went away because we was making Joe Vanilla Ice oh, killed yeah. them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanilla Ice. Then Eminem came out and built them up. Uh, and now we're getting to the point where you're allowed to have uh, mediocre other rappers. Like, I'm not just talking about, like, why I'm talking about all types. You don't have to necessarily be good. You have to be, and and with black oh art, with black art comes this idea that once everybody's allowed to do it, then all of a sudden they'd be like, oh, well, we was all here from the start. And, and, Y'all can't gatekeep, and this ain't really black music, and and then you turn around, and the next thing you know, it's it's jazz, it's the blues, it's rock no, and roll. I, I, I agree with country. you. So there is something to be said about some of these guys that are like, Doug. I'm gonna tell you every day, every time I drop a song, hip hop started out in the park. I'm gonna make fun of it, but I do appreciate that they still do it. That makes sense because I watch a lot of YouTubers, right? There's one YouTuber I particularly watch. He has commentary videos, and actually a lot of them that are that are other. And then at the end of their video, it'd be the most mediocre rap song you've ever heard with A and B selection. This dude said, "I what do you say? I've heard the song so many times." He said, "I care for my pack like I'm Wolverine." That line pisses me off. Completely, completely. A lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of Venom soundtracks being made right now, <laughs> and so I was saying, and I'm sorry, but that's my thing. Where I was like, Doug, the Venom soundtrack is wild to me because I was like, Doug, we that what look, I was I, I was here, I, I was here when Diddy did come with me for the Godzilla soundtrack. I'm here for that, and we and we laughed. We was yeah. like, Doug, you you've lost your mind, Diddy. Like mm-hmm. you are tripping. And that was cool. We was like, yo, you need to come back and do something else. And he came back. You said, what else? I said, nah, people are saying I'm tripping. I feel like the song he made for Biggie passing is cheesy as fuck. Exactly. Every Out of all the songs you wanted to dedicate to Biggie, that's what you I'll be watching So we seen that, but like, I don't feel that pushback with Venom. Like, like people have been on my. I was like, Doug, this is horrible. But it is what it is. Like, it's like it gets to yeah. a point where I was like, Doug, you're not really making viable music. You're you just exist. And uh, Eminem, you know, Eminem fans are the worst. There's there's this one dude that I follow. He was like, Why did everybody turn on Eminem? And I was in the comments like, Because he sucks now. Like he used to be good. He had three and- good albums. And, and then And, and I'm now there. all you do, the non-listening rap fans, listen to Eminem, and that's the only guy you listen to Metallica and Eminem. I'm not listening to you. 
Like, I don't care about your opinion. My brother's smart. He's going to be like, oh, I should care about your... Nah, nigga. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to say it like that. <laughs> like, when, I, when I say the not caring about an opinion thing, it's like, I just feel like when we jump into other genre, like case in point, because we were talking about it the last the last uh, episode, Drake and Beyonce have dropped that they're, they're, they're delving into house music, particularly Drake, where he's like, he dropped that. No Drake fans have come forward and been like, I'm an expert on house music now. Nobody's out there like, oh, when, when I see house music people go, hey, dog, that's, that's trash. I'll be like, hey, dog, I, I don't really, this sound like stuff to play in the gap. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that form of music. That, that's, that's the point, though. That's the more the reason why, you know what I'm saying, the Drakes and people like that are pushing the genre oh. they can make that type of music. Exactly. But as a Drake fan, hell no, nah, I ain't finna be sitting up here listening up Thank to you. Drake album like that right now. Nigga. I am so not cool. listening to Massive, and it's that's really the song that they're going to push. Hey, look, look, I will say this. Every time Drake drop an album, consistently since I would say about the second album, uh, I, I told you what I texted you. I said Drake dropped a level of music. I said it's, it's stuff that kind of play in the background. Somebody was saying like uh, I saw on TikTok today. Drake is making like sync licensed music. I said that that's it. He's like this is stuff that's going. Y'all can hate it, but guess what? It's gonna be in every television show. It's Makes gonna sense. be in the background of movies. It's going to be on commercials because yeah. at the end of the day. Uh, there are certain artists, and I think Drake is one of them, that says, you know what? I'm making music to sell music at the end of the day. Like, the, I think Drake has these huge flashes of creativity, yeah. these huge flashes of innovation, but then it's all wrapped up in, I am also Drake, and this is a movement, and this is a business, and at the end of the day, I'm going to do what what makes the registers jing? Like if the register gonna get that's what I'm doing. That's what, I'm doing. that's what he talking about. The best the best tweet I've seen though was somebody said Drake album sound posthumous. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Man, introduce. You know what? Never mind. Let's introduce the first guest so we can go. Well, hold on. Let me do the thing because we talk about black music. You because, right. You know what? Right. Think about us is black and ugly as ever. Ever I stay used to down to my socks. So no. Oh no, it's them again. It's some boys from In My Humble Opinion. Actually, you're really happy to see us because you're here. You're following. You're listening. You're on YouTube. You're on a digital service provider, whatever. You're you're here with In My Humble Opinion podcast. And we appreciate you because me, it's me. I'm the Avery. T-H-E-E underscore A-V-E-R-I on all socials. And I'm also Vince McVans. I'll be forgetting that sometimes I'm Vince McVans. I meme your artists. They're usually my memes. If you see some Houston artists, it's me. You'll see the tag right there, Vince McVans. And my brother, Just Devon, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that beard. Beautiful. It is. Hey, uh, Bijan. <laughs> I just said you're <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't no. even talking about no, nothing. No, 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 it's black. It, it, it just looks better. It looks better. Uh, it looks is, better. It, is it dyed? Yes, because I'm old. And somebody gave me some dye and was like, hey, dog, get that patch out the side of your head. Yeah, I was like, true. all right, I did it. And then I was like, ah. Uh, that, friend like yours, that friend of yours has helped you out immensely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. 
immensely. Like every time, man, every time I see you dress a certain way, I'll be like, such and such. You'd be like, mm. I'm like, pretty much. All right, that needs to be your style. Uh, boys got that lady friend in their life. <laughs> good thing. Good work. Good things. Good things coming. But in my humble opinion, podcast and our next guest, all right, he knows what it's like to have good things, all right? You know, we talked about earlier in, in the rap sphere. This is back in the day when rappers rapped, singers sang, and that was it. I mean, nothing more, nothing less. The Soul CDs toured and sometimes maybe did a movie, you know? But our next guest, he proves multiple streams of income are so important in the dub dudes. All right, with his clothing lines, he does PR work, movies, streaming multiple songs, CEO of CWCMF Agency. He's an artist and a media conglomerate all on his own. Straight out of Guns Point, I'm sorry, Greens Point, hey. it's gotta be Kane. Ace McCain, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man, you can <laughs> this motherfucker, man. I appreciate you having me on the show, man. Like I know, you know, y'all could have done anything today. I had any artists on your platform. So we're gonna stay humble and hungry and just know, you know, artists if you need a connection in the source, I'm gonna tap into Hey, you know what? That's one of the things that we we met out at uh it was one of uh, Happy Boots and Big Cousins. Uh, actually, we was at Black Ink. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Black Ink, where we had that. And we had a, uh, a press conference there. But we wound up talking about uh, music industry, but particularly the business side uh, of things. Really, all the stuff that ain't flashy, all the behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff, all the stuff that... People say they want to get into, and then when you hop into the music business, then you're like, oh, I like this other stuff is the work. Uh, talk about, I mean, I guess initially, what got you into music? Uh, honestly, really, like, I just uh, wanted to get my story, and, you know, what I saw growing up, and, you know, where I come from, you know, the, the places you speak of, or, you know, where me and my peers came up from, like, I feel like it'd be a lot of people that rap about it, but they'll actually just come up from what they'd be rapping about it to sound good. So it's like you actually get something that's authentic, that's actually from there, of course, you know, have to embrace it in some type of way. That, that's organic. You know, but music, man, I just do it because it's something I love, man. Like, I've been around this since a kid. Like, you know, so I happen to be God gifted to not have to, you know, be able to just have to pin everything. So, I just be trying to use my God-given talents for whatever I can to bless. Not only me, but you know, many people that I can. Because you don't get, you know, blessings by just you know being ungrateful. Get blessings by blessing And I guess speak on that too, because it's not just you. Like even when we met you outside, you didn't initially and introduce yourself as an artist, but you talked about working a label and you talked about pushing other people on the team. So. Mm -hmm. Why has that been so important, like pushing other people and building up a group as opposed to just, hey, let it just be me? Because he's going to start thinking about the team. It's not just always about just one player. Like, you got to push the whole unit. You 
everybody not moving as one, it was a weak link inside that link, and everything gonna fumble and crash. So you just gotta be on some like-minded individuals and like-minded things. Like being a team, the game, we speak on this every day. Like you just gotta, you know, pretty much stay focused and you know, hungry for it. You know what I'm saying? What we mean by that is like. I don't think it ain't just somebody else that wanna do what you wanna do every day. You gotta like this shit right here. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's pretty much real as I can be about that. That's good. This meeting is being recorded. So when you uh are looking back, like when you first got started out, at what age were you like, all right, I think I have this talent for music? And this is something that I want to do as a career. I say when I, I say when I used to be in Atlanta, growing up, we used to have the talent shows all the time in the high schools. You know, like everybody doing life, and um, I pretty much played second. You know, I could just you know freestyling and stuff. You know, I ain't have no song and nothing like that. Really, it's some last minute stuff. But just to see, you know, the reaction I could get and, you know, the type of influence I could have, that's pretty much the kick-started everything and forced me to start taking it seriously. You know what I'm saying? Then at that time, I had got my first distribution deal with Universal uh, with the people that we was working with. You know what I'm saying? I had this deal when I was in high school. So I'm 16 going to school, probably like, Six in the morning, I'm just coming from the studio probably four that morning. You feel me? Just recording. And then right when I get out of school, I might go to the club and do the same thing all over again. So my high school life was just really normal. Like everything I ever done, like it's been surrounded by music and some type of way. And that's kind of what we wanted to talk to you about as well, because you had the, the business sense around. Like, what was it like having a distribution deal? at such a young age and what and and being in the industry at such a young age what are some of the things you learned in terms of like well the, the company you were signed with was not a small company yeah a lot of people when they're getting into this are just not getting exposed so you were already exposed at a, at a young age what are some of those things you learned about running a company and running a business in this industry honestly these niggas broke it, like, <laughs> just to be honest, <laughs> like, 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 it be smoking mirrors and this shit. Yeah. Like, I, honestly, just being completely 100 about it. Like, I mean, and I'm not talking about, like, just on some flexing type of stuff. Like, a lot of these rappers, like, we be leading and stuff. They don't really be just, you know what I'm saying? What, what they be, be rapping about and shit. Like, so it's just, like, I don't be understanding. Like, and then... And then when they be dropping music and shit, like, a lot of these people just be feeling like this shit is going to happen overnight. Like, nah, you got you to gotta take your time and steps with this. Like, you know, that's one of the main reasons why I became a and stuff. Like, I was learning from the lessons I was taking on the back end, just, you know, trying to, you know, take the, the right gambles or the right steps that I think I should have took, you know, with me doing things as an artist and stuff like that. And, but I learned from other certain things, helping me to help other artists in that type of way and spectrum. So everything, you know, pretty much from that, everything that was a curse, you know, came to, you know, full tuition and, you know what I'm saying, like a boomerang effect. 
So it pretty much should all made sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So when you're looking at artists now, well, actually, I mean, you know what? There's always a question I like to ask from uh, MCs that come from the North side, mainly because people do not understand from outside of Houston how massive Houston is. Oh, yeah. It's a very, very, very large city. So sometimes, and, and, and uh, one of my biggest critiques, at least of everything is, I, the North side does not get the media shine that you get. Like a lot of times they have this. So what is it like? Uh, like one, what brought you from Atlanta to Houston? And then two, uh, being on the North side, building up uh, your brand out there. What is it like building that up? I mean, honestly, man, like every day is just a blessing in disguise. Like the good, the bad, the ugly. Trying to take everything as a learning lesson and experience, just depending on how you come up with everything. Um, honestly, right now, man, it's a lot of stuff like that's getting worked on and the works are, you know, just when it comes to fruition. But being from the north side versus the artist being from the south side, like the influences, the cadences, the deliveries, the type of songs, the way the songs are did, like everything different. Like, and, I, and to me, I don't even feel like I personally just sound like a Houston artist. Like, I feel like I may have, like, certain influences in my music, but it's just, like, I don't feel like I even sound like nobody at this point. Like, and I think that's just what makes me deep, like, or unique in my own way. But I also feel like Southside got their own type of way that, you know, sounds like everybody said. I feel like everybody got their own cadence, even artists on the book. Like, if you go to certain parts, you might go to a tip, or you might go to the Greens Point, or you might go to the Philip Ward, or you know, Hempstead, really go see different types and different forms and styles and artists, depending on where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Then you might go to Amy, or you might go to South Park and different places on the South Side, and you get different cadences styles from artists and different cadences to artists. So it just really depended, you know, like I, I can't really tell you what the difference is, but I just say everybody have their own unique thing depending on what hood or where you're from in the city. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you feel now uh, working in this industry and, and, and starting out at such a young age and then you're in a city now that is building out its industry uh and you also you know coming from atlanta and and seeing you know how atlanta is now what are your feelings about the city and how it's growing at this point uh really everybody needs to start rapping about they doing the songs uh everybody needs to start killing each other it's that simple that's really really all i got to say like Music jumping down there, a lot of shit going on, but everybody got to just stop popping each other right now. Like, it's too much shit going on. You talk about just in Houston in general. Shit, Houston and Atlanta. I thought you were speaking on Atlanta, my bad. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Houston too. Now, what about in terms of the music industry in the city? How are you feeling like building it? Like, do you feel like it's building? Do you feel like it's going somewhere? Do you feel like it's stagnant? What are your feelings on just the industry so far? 
I love the music industry in Houston because I'm actually grounded. Like I see the artists that's really, you know, putting in work and time and dedication. Hell, I'll be working with most of them. You feel me? But it's just a point, like, you also see who hungry and who wanted that. Mm. And, who, and who willing to put it all on the line for this shit. It's not too many artists that will do that. And for the ones that do shit, I go hard and vouch for them artists and take the extra mile. Like, it, it's not a game. Like, this is do or die in the day. Uh, some people don't look at it like Hmm. Who are some of the artists that you, uh, I mean, that it, it include your own label. Who are some of the artists that you look at when you're talking about building up stuff here in Houston? Shit, man. Uh, I'm going to just say a couple of artists that I'll just be tapping in with. You know what okay. I'm saying? Uh, Chorus Troop, VP. You feel me? Shout out to the whole Troop gang. You know, the boys be working. Shout out uh, Sniffy, you know, shout out Noah, sold out. Uh, I'm always working with Empire, they put in that word. Um, also, shoot, you know, my team been working, so shout out to Holy C Dub, CMF Camp, you know, like, especially because I'm you know, drive. Uh, you know, shout out RDMP, you know, like AK Dot, you know, his whole team working. He got a dope artist named Smiley, so Kelly. Uh, they got a lot of stuff going over there. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of dope DJs out here. Shout out my guy, Yams. Shout out DJ South Park on the South Side, man. You feel me? The hogs out there working and stuff like that. Uh, Lacey and Nico, some dope female artists. You feel me? Uh, Paris. Mm-hmm. You know, talking artists in San Antonio. Uh, Blanco, uh, artists. We talking about in Atlanta. I mean, we, we could do this all day, man. Like, I just, <laughs> like, like, I, I, I have to tap in with so many artists every day. Like, we, we really be doing this, like, forever. Like, so what advice would you give to an artist that wants to tap in with you? First off, they could set up a consultation. Because I guarantee everything I drop is going to get you to where you're trying to get. Brand it the right way to get you a bag, get your accounts monetized so you can't get bread. I'm living proof of that. I do you pay for Instagram and work, you know, for the work that I put in. Because I know some people be wanting other receipts and stuff like that. So I, I got the receipts to back it up. Um, also, you know, in that consultation, let's talk about game planning and what, you know, we can help you do it for brand and more. Like, that's what, that's what I'm really about. Like, you know, helping networking and building, you know, the brand from ground up. Like, a lot of people don't know how to do that the right way. So it's like, like let me help you help yourself. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't play with it. You feel me? Like, you, you never know what this to do for you. That's true. Some people, I mean, you need help. So it's, it's always good to have somebody that can help you. Like, what what is it like for you? How do you balance being a player coach? I mean, it's not really coaching in me because I, I would want somebody to tell me the same shit. Mm. A, lot, a lot of people be thinking this shit is coaching. How, how I'm going to coach somebody when I got to learn this just like you. People mm. don't look at it like that. Mm. You might know something I can learn from, even from me teaching you something. But people don't be looking at things like that. People automatically be trying to make something out of them. Like, if you really think about it, a lot of this time, it's, it's a disagreement. Like, it's always a 
a solution in their mission either. It's just people want to learn. So you gotta look at everything the same way. If I'm sitting up here like, okay, I can make this happen, why would I not? Like that's no different than me connecting the dots. Like if you know somebody that can help somebody and put them on and do that. Like why would you why would you not do that? Like or or plug them in the right way, like you gotta do that shit sometimes. Just lessons come back from lesson really. Like I spoke about it and I guess that's one of the things we wanted to talk to you about as well because like even you you call yourself not just an artist but also an A&R which is a term that people don't use a lot in the industry anymore but it was it's a it's an important position that doesn't get used enough talk about what A&R means to you and the importance of it in this industry well A&R is artists and repertoire. That's pretty much like, I hate to say it like this, but I always say this every time I'm having a meeting or I'm talking about this to somebody. Like, I, I'm not babysitting the artists, but I'm pretty much step-by-step step going through the process with them every day. If that studio session we locking in, you know, creative, creative, uh, creative uh, suggestions and thoughts to, you know what I'm saying? The musical process or you know different singles of that nature so you know they get the right constructive you know criticism when you're doing the song and you know making sure certain things sound right or you know setting up pr runs and media runs and different things of that nature and you know getting, getting linked to the radio or shows and more things of that nature like a and R is not your manager, but at the same time, it's damn near like a, a business partner that got to make sure you're connecting all the dots the right way. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, and then at the same time, I'm supposed to find out the new hot talent and bring them to the higher ups. You know what I'm saying? A lot of A and R is like the way until you on already. But me, I be damn near on the on the way before you even get to that point. Or, you know, so and yeah, I think that, that that's one of the biggest things too, where it's like, you know, with the advent of the internet, a lot of A and R's are literally just waiting until you've pretty much built yourself up into who you are, and then they just say, Oh, well, here I got you now, and they don't have to do anything. Uh when when <laughs> is it what is it that you see in an artist that makes you want to be like, All right, I need to A and R this person, and when should in your eyes, artists be looking for avenues like our, our positions like an A&R, like, okay, now I'm ready and I need this. I mean, honestly, it never hurts to never not have an A&R. Why would you not want uh, 24-7 constructive criticism and somebody that can really help you do the right things to get you to the industry or close to where you can make yourself a priority in the industry in the right way? Like, it went pretty much artists that get a and I, that's when you know you want to take your shit seriously. Like, you, of course, you can do it by yourself all day, but you got to have a camp. You got to have a team. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can do it alone, but at the same time, it's not going to be the same or effective as if you have a whole conglomerate. So it's like, once again, you can play with it or you can take it as serious as possible. Me, I'm not going to play. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Tell us, <laughs> tell us about, tell us about your agency and the agency yeah. and the services that it offers. 
Man, uh, C-Dust, CMF, man, I've been, I've been running the brand for about two, two to three years. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I also, you know, do, do promotions, networking and marketing, you know what I'm saying, for above average studios and more. Also done work for uh, sold out distribution studios and more. And we pretty much provide and marketing services, everything that I pretty much been talking about all night. You know what I'm saying? To, you know, whatever artist brand business that they need. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just trying to get the work in and uh, do credible work and quality work. So, you know, we can keep up with the people out here in general. You know, that's really what I can hear about that. Um, now, when it comes... Oh, no, go ahead. Continue. Oh, no, no, you no, I was going to say, when it comes to, like, as an agency, are y'all only looking at hip-hop, or are y'all looking at just different genres? What is the type of music y'all are looking at? Uh, honestly, everything. Like, I'm not one of those people that just because I'm not my normal type of music or genre, like, we're not going to take a listen to it or try something different. Like, we always want to, you know, do something new, but that's not the same, so... I might want to listen to something I ain't never heard before before I listen to things that I'm used to, you feel me? Like, so you get tired of hearing the same stuff all the time, so why not just switch it up? Like, I, I try to find something different. That's what the people be looking for nowadays, you feel me? That's why a lot of these country songs and them blew up. You know, some certain artists doing different things, different genres, this big Drake fiasco fucking going on uh, because he did house music because people are not used to that. Like, mm. ah. That's what it is. That's why it's, so, it's such a, a crazy thing. I mean, some some people in this world, that's their normal music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you described yourself as a Drake fan. What were your feelings when you first heard the album? I mean, cool. Like that's not my like favorite artist, but I, I support the music in the catalog. Like he, it, it's something different for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like he he just been getting better quality music and more commercial music. Like you said, selling catalog, you know, licensing. Like that does sound like that be all over Netflix and movies and all that, but. That's not no drink I love up in my car. That's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there, there is something good to be said about uh, when artists do try to push the envelope because I do remember distinctly Kanye West and 808 and Heartbreak because when that album dropped, people was like, what the hell is going on? And then two weeks later, everybody was doing 808 and heart hell we wouldn't have drake without 808 and heartbreak so i'm like you never know you never know what can happen with this drake album i'm surprised i mean the the change the shift of music so i mean to your point i i i see there's good things that can come out of it because you know like you were stating hey you're just not used to it you know what i'm saying and and that's a good thing that you have that ear to be able to to hear something that can be uh, uh, marketable. Definitely. What are some of the things that you guys have on the horizons coming out from the agency and the label? 
Uh, honestly, we're gonna have a couple new segments called Above It. You feel me? Above It All. You know what I'm saying? We finna like just push artists on the platforms and do something different, you know, besides just putting a mic anywhere and just, you know what I'm saying, dropping the, dropping the freestyle, like everybody doing, like we, we trying to be more creative than that. And a new podcast up the sleeve. Uh, we got a lot of things coming in motion. Music, it's a lot of music for the company. Just know that a lot of videos too. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's, that's what to look forward to. Uh, documentary. Uh, I've been working on mine for about a year too. Uh, of course, they can't working on there. That's gonna. That's gonna. That's in the process now. So a lot of people work out for that. We just waiting to see what's going on from there, man. Like we just really putting in work in and networking. And shows, so you know, got a couple of shows coming up. Possibly a tour. I ain't going to see it. But, you know. <laughs> like now, something I'm see. Now, when you are setting up, and this kind of goes back to what my brother was saying earlier, talking about the the player coach, but you're like, you know, why wouldn't you want to help out? How do you strike a balance between you yourself being an artist and then the business side of things, not just for yourself, but talking about for other people? Like, mm-hmm. how do you balance that out and say like, you know, hey, I want to be selfish and lean more towards this artist side or hey, like, you know, I got I got to make sure everybody else is taken care of. Because to be honest, like, I'm always get the job done, but I have to do That's the thing. No matter if I even gotta get stuff done for me, you know what I'm saying? That's all that really is. Like, a lot of people be trying to make excuses. Like, nah, I'm gonna get the work done. It don't matter what you need me to do. If you come to me right now, I need some services, whatever, I'm gonna still do that and get done what I need to get done too. That's why I don't go in there. That's why I don't leave until like three. One, you gotta put that work in. Nah, it makes sense. It makes sense. That's good. That's good. Hey, Ace, where can they find you at? Where can the listeners find you? Honestly, right now, I dropped a video not long ago. You can find me on YouTube right now. It's a couple things on major platforms, but not that much. Just enough. Other than that, like that's where you can find me right now until the new stuff drops mm-hmm. with the rebrand. Okay. Yeah, oh. Be, yeah, pretty much. So you're gonna do a rebrand? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna have yeah, you drop Ace McCain and just go to Kane C A I N. Okay, Kane. All right. All right. I like that. So, Kane, just another thing. Where can they find you on social media then? Oh man, on Instagram, man. If you ain't following Kane versus the world, man, C A I N G S T H E world, man, you ain't you don't know what's going on, man. You got you got to tap in. We got a lot of stuff coming, a lot more content coming. Twitter, Ace versus McCain, but I ain't gonna lie, I'm probably gonna get a whole another Twitter, man. That must be getting hacked a lot. Half the time, that ain't be me, man. Cause I be on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, follow me on TikTok at the real Ace McCann. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff on TikTok and Instagram. 
All right, you heard it here first. You can find them everywhere that you need to find them at. We want to thank you once again for staying in and coming out at the same time since we're doing this on Zoom and being a part of In My Humble Opinion podcast. Once again, I'm one of your hosts, Avery, like a very nice guy, the Avery. There's my brother over there, Jess Devon. And we're In My Humble Opinion podcast. Tell a friend, tell somebody about this podcast. If you're listening on digital, whatever you're listening on, whatever you're listening on, tell somebody about it. If you're on uh, YouTube, hit the like, share, and subscribe. If you're hearing this voice, tell somebody, you know, like it. Be in the comment section. It's just one thing that you can do to help this podcast keep growing. Humbly yours. And my humble opinion podcast, H-Town is too sweet. H-Town is too...